This is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Jared starts us off in California this hour. Hey, Jared, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Better than I deserve, man. How can I help? I'm glad to hear it. Thank you for taking the call. Um, so my our little situation here is uh, family's growing. Uh, we have a three- and five-year-old, my wife and I. And uh, we just pretty much uh, like to move into a bigger home. Uh, we're in our first home that we purchased. And just need a bigger home, bigger backyard. Um, well, I would say it's more of a want than a need, but um, I think you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, things that I've been kind of trying to figure out, should we sell the current home and take the equity and purchase a new home or save up for two to three years and put down five to 10% for the new home and rent out the current home or just work on paying off our current home as soon as possible, roughly maybe five, six years, um, and then save up for another home to move into. Cool. What's your household income? Household income is about 160. Current home is how many square feet? 1850. How many bedrooms? Uh, three and an office. Okay, cool. Good. All right. Nice home. All right. Um, I don't have any problem with you. I don't have A would be my choice. Um, what do you think? I mean, sell, sell it and buy something else as long as when you do that, your payment is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage. But that move up that way, you definitely don't need to move out and keep a rental because you're, you know, you're not paying for it. We don't believe in rentals until you pay for them. Got it. Because we want you to have the margin to do that. Um, but Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. As long as you can afford it, you have a strong income, you keep it 15-year, under 25% of your income. I think you're fine, but I mean, there's also the great feeling that would come with paying off your current house. Does that is that a big motivation for you, getting completely debt-free to baby step seven? Yes. Um, yeah, I think what I struggle with, probably like most listeners, is just uh, trying to enjoy, you know, especially with, we have a three- and five-year-old, so trying to enjoy the next 10 years or so, you know. Um, and so I think paying off the home, we can do it, and I like that idea for me, but I think that that would kind of restrain the family a little bit, um, if, if that makes sense. Um, well, and, I like uh, the idea. Okay, I, to, I'll disagree uh, with that. I don't mind you moving up if you want to move up, okay? And you adequately uh, or accurately quantified it as a want, and it, and it fits, and, and go ahead and do A, you know, move up, sell the house and move up. Uh, again, as long as it's a 15-year fixed and the payment's no more than the fourth. Now, let me back up, though. Just as a statement to all of America, the enjoyment of your 1,800-square-foot home with two children in three bedrooms and an office is not about the square footage. It's about your attitude. Because you're talking to a guy whose parents raised a three-year-old and a five-year-old. I would have been the five-year-old in a 1,000-square-foot home. And no one at our house in those days ever talked about a lack of enjoyment. It didn't come up in the 60s. Okay? So enjoyment is um, your mindset. And so if you chose to enjoy that and as a part of your family getting that er that smaller home paid off and owning it free and clear faster than you will the larger one, 
that is a, a, an issue of contentment, an issue of perspective, and, but the square footage does not cause enjoyment. Your brain does. Right. And if anything, I feel like the higher payment potentially and the longer trajectory to getting debt free could actually feel that could take some of your joy. Right. Exactly. Like the more your mortgage is, the more you're going to have to work and make sure you're able to pay that mortgage and you're going to take a longer time to be debt free. So it's like, I think once you have not a payment in the world, you're going to have even more time with your kids, which is really exciting to me. So that's not to pick on you, Jared. Uh, I'm going to go with a, if I'm you, okay, I'm going to move up, sell the house and move up. But while you're doing that, I do want you and I want to just take that moment to create a soapbox because it's something we've been talking about around here a lot with the real estate market going crazy. And, you know, it went up 32 percent in 20. It went up 18 percent in 21. Went up. It's going to go up 7 percent this year and probably about 5 percent next year is what it's looking like. And so. You and I, particularly among the Ramsey personalities, have had this discussion of, you know, this idea that you're kind of getting priced out of the market. And my pushback on that has been that the yes, there is a legitimate thing. A yes, that's true. Some people are getting priced out of the market. No question about it. But some of getting priced out of the market is this idea that, you know, the the difference in a the difference in the average home in America today is a 2,800 square foot, two bedroom with a skylight, a jacuzzi, and granite countertops. The average home in America in 1962 was a thousand square foot, one and a half baths, hollow core doors, and formica countertops. And there wasn't a skylight unless someone shot through the roof. And so, uh, you know, that, that, that didn't even know what that was. And so, uh, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with having better things. We're not against right. having nice things. But when you set that as the standard for, quote, enjoyment or the standard for this is I, I, I can't afford a house could be because you can't afford a house. It could be because your standard of, of a minimum is so much higher than any other generation in history if you're listening. And so it's some of both that's going on that's causing the people to be, in air quotes, priced out of the real estate market. You and I have talked about this a lot. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure, especially among my generation, to have the bigger house, to move up. Like he said, it might make him a little bit happier to have more square footage. And it's it's fine if you can afford it, but just make sure that you can afford it, that it doesn't delay your other goals, and that you can be happy regardless of the size of house. Yeah. And, and be careful the language that you use as to what your minimum is. Right. You know, well, yeah, I can afford a house, but it'd be over there, over there in that area. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, in this county, you can't, you know, well, you're right. I mean, when I was a kid, we knew where the rich people lived and it wasn't where we were, you know, and I knew we couldn't live over there, but we never really set that as a, as the minimum standard of where we were going to be. And we've had this discussion a lot around the office even because our offices, Ramsey Solutions, are located in the wealthiest county in Tennessee and the 11th wealthiest county in the nation. So this is a very affluent county that we're sitting in. So to live within five miles of this office building where we're broadcasting right now is freaking expensive. So expensive. So, I mean, it's out of control. And so it's bringing up with our own team members here this same kind of discussion. But, you know, you can live over there. Yeah, it can work. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.